0: you have the chance to win a spring super sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all
1: the other prizes too when you donate now at laist.com slash sweeps.
0: From LAist Studios, this is Off Ramp. I'm John Raby. First of all, I've got that respiratory thing that is going around, so I sound weird. Um, Second of all, Leonard Nimoy was a cold person. I say that because he was literally a cold person. He had come to our house in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, to talk with my father about Sherlock Holmes because Nimoy was going to play Sherlock Holmes on the stage at the Fisher Theater in Detroit, and my dad was a famous Sherlockian. So he came up to Sault Ste. Marie, which is at the other end of I-75 from Miami, and it was winter, and our guest room, was on the third floor of our uninsulated, pretty much unheated house. And uh, I was asleep, but the story goes that he came down probably around two in the morning uh, in his pajamas. Uh, He was not wearing like Star Trek pajamas, but he came down in his pajamas and begged my mother for another couple blankets because he was so darn cold. Anyway, that's my story about Leonard Nimoy. Uh, and maybe someday I will play you the tape of him trying to read poetry at our little auditorium in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, while the, uh, his fans were clamoring for him to talk about being Spock. But uh, that is archival tape i got to dig out for you. Anyway, my point here is to introduce my conversation from 2016 with Adam Nimoy, who made a great documentary about his dad called For the Love of Spock. The review that Variety gave us when we first went on the air in September of 1966, (laughs) and I thought you'd enjoy hearing what, what our show business Bible said about us. The first week went on the air. This was, this was dated September... It appeared on September 14th, 1966, just a little over 25 years ago. Said Star Trek with William Shatner, Leonard
1: Nomoy... <laughs> Star Trek won't work. Dad and I actually started to make this documentary together. It was an idea I approached him about in November of 2014. And he was very enthusiastic about the idea of doing a Spock doc. It was specifically about Mr. Spock, and we were kind of collaborating on it to kind of commemorate the 50 years of Star Trek, which is uh, happening, you know, this month in September. Three months later, uh, he passed away before we really even got a chance to get him on camera and interview him about some, you know, his last thoughts about some of this material. So a lot of what we see in the film, For the Love of Spock, is old interviews that we've managed to unearth, as well as his uh, audio recording of his book, I Am Spock, which sort of helps really string the narrative along. He was in the editing room. He's very much present. Yeah. I mean, in fact, in the editing room we had, we had a huge uh, portrait of Spock, a painted portrait of very good likeness of him looking down on us. So, And then off to the side, we had this little teeny picture of Captain Kirk um, so that Bill could have his two cents uh, in the process. Adam, the way
0: you're talking now about how you were, you know, working with, talking with your dad,
1: that was really only happening in the last five years of his life or so. Yeah, there were a lot of ups and downs in our life together, our lives together, and um, there was a period of estrangement that I talk about in the film uh, from him, uh, from each other. Why did you not get along? What was what was happening in your relationship? It was very difficult as uh, a young boy growing up to to get my dad's attention, to stay in his life, to stay connected to him, because he was number one a workaholic and away from home all the time. Uh, even on the weekends, he was making personal appearances everywhere, and even when he was at home, um, we were always, uh, you know, he always had the attention of the public. We were I could not even be in public with dad uh, without him being mobbed. So. You know, kind of getting connecting with him and having alone time with him and and uh, just spending time together um, was very hard to come by with him. And so we, you know, it, there was a disconnect even early on in my life from him. And, and I spent a good time, you know, part of my life trying to stay in his life. I mean, the fact of the matter is through, and I talk about this in the film, through recovery work, uh, both of us individually, Uh, 12-step work. We were able to reconnect with one another and let go of some of the wreckage of our past. I started uh,
0: drinking regularly, ritually, during probably the second year or
1: third year of our series. And quite frankly, I was still getting high at the time and, and that was certainly not helping matters between us. We we just discovered, I think, that we both had a choice, either to be right about each other and some of the qualms we had with each other or to be happy and reconnect with each other, and, and we chose the latter. And I was really, really lucky that, you know, I had so many years with him where we just let go of things and just appreciated each other and enjoyed each other for who we were, accepted each other. Adam, you put together in For the Love of Spock...
0: Of great montage of all the little roles that your dad had before Star Trek. Uh, roles in TV, roles in movies in which he played all kinds of different characters. Uh, one of my favorite characters was when he appeared in the, the sci-fi movie about giant ants called Them.
1: Those Texans. From the biggest stories are told, Texans will tell them. That ought to fit in with the kind of stuff they're looking for upstairs. Anybody found out yet what's going on in this building? No, real T.S. stuff, top secret. He was in them. Uh, he plays a very short scene, um, which he's a uh, military intelligence. He's he's an army officer. Uh, it's just funny to see him appear in that film. It's a it's an it's a great sci-fi film, and uh, it's very campy. But uh, it's great to see Dad in it.
0: I think it's nice that he's in that film because it's all. It, it, there is some camp in it, but it's also a movie that takes science seriously, like the the um the generals and the politicians don't all say oh you're crazy there can't be giant ants they all say oh really oh you've got evidence okay what do we do about it <laughs> and that's and that's very star trek as opposed to you know uh saturday afternoon uh, sci-fi movies
1: yeah it's kind of prescient that he was in that because he's also in zombies of the stratosphere in which he plays an alien uh, he was also in, in uh, The Brain Eaters, Attack of the Brain Eaters, also Aliens. Uh, and, uh, and so he, it, it seems like he had kind of delved into sci-fi before Spock even came along. Prior to Star
0: Trek, I never had a job that lasted longer than two weeks in any television show or movie.
1: Never. Two weeks. What else did you learn? What, what surprised you in making this doc? Uh, the impact that he had on the new incarnation of Star Trek, the J.J. Abrams incarnation, we interviewed um, most, if not all, of the new cast members. He was a multifaceted individual, that is for sure. I knew that as a kid. I, I used
0: to watch In Search of, and I, I remember him in the the Cashman Body Snatchers and, and Mission Impossible. You know, uh, it, it wasn't. He was never just Spock to me, even growing up.
1: And they were um, very reverential, very loving. Uh, about my dad, uh, talking a lot about the fact that they they were very uh, grateful to have had his involvement um, in these new incarnations of Star Trek, and they felt that even though he was gone, his spirit was still very much alive with them and inspiring them. I thought that was... That was kind of overwhelming to to kind of get that feedback and very heartwarming.
0: We're talking with Adam Nimoy about his documentary about his father, For the Love of Spock. One of the the beautiful through lines of the doc is a letter that your dad handwrote to you back in the
1: 1970s after you'd had a huge blow-up. Tuesday, October 22nd, 1973. Dear Adam, This may turn out to be a long letter. I discovered you and I were having a terrible battle on a verbal battleground. I felt very sad about it, and all I could say was, I'm sorry. It suddenly occurred to me that it might be useful if I tell you some things about my relationship with my father. Yeah, no, yeah, it is. It's an incredible letter. And the and the strange thing is, I didn't know it existed until last December, just before we were about to shoot um, some interviews. Um, and I found the letter just a couple of days before, and I brought it in, and I... And I, you know, discussed it with the, my, my partners, the other producers, and we decided we were going to, you know, just film it, me reading that letter Wait, he'd Wait, he had, he had never given it to you or you forgot that it, it existed? I forgot it existed. Wow. It was sitting in some boxes that I was going through and I, had, I hadn't opened it since 73 when he gave it to me.
0: Wow. The, the, the son in you must have been really happy and the filmmaker in you must have been, <laughs> must have been ecstatic.
1: Yeah, because it was uh, on both levels, you're right, because um, it gave a perspective of his take on our relationship and that he was acknowledging that we had these issues and acknowledging some of the responsibility for it, and which was very heartening to me. But also, it's, it was important to the film, I think, because I talk about the problems that we have, but I don't have him to comment on them. And then this letter appeared in which he is commenting on it, and it just I think it really helps give a whole other perspective on what was going on between the two of us.
0: Leonard Nimoy has died at the age of 83. When word came out today that actor Leonard Nimoy had died, the president said... I love Spock. When he passed last year, it was it was enormously sad, but at the same time, it was really warm. Like when you go to a wake for somebody, and you remember all the good stuff, and you start laughing and crying all at the same time.
1: Yeah, it was you know it was surprising and shocking for uh, me and and the rest of my family. I mean, we knew we you know there were Spock fans out there, but but the magnitude of the reaction was just overwhelming and. You know, one part was shocking and surprising. On the other hand, it was very heartwarming and um, just so um, invigorating and so inspiring. I mean, the president released a press release about his love of Spock. It just um, it was just it went on and on and on. People were contacting me from my childhood. So it was. It's just really, it's amazing what he had accomplished with that role, with the Spock character, what Spock means to people, um, how he is such a reflection of who we are as humans, even though he was only half human and a reflection of what we aspire to be, you know, as human beings. And I just, um, it's a great feeling. It's a feeling of great pride and joy that, that he was my dad, and that I can feel that love. I'm still feeling it. We just came back from the Star Trek convention in Las Vegas, and, and you know, the, just the goodwill is, is so wonderful to be, to be bathing in at this point. It's just, it's a great solace to having lost Dad. What is the purpose of a toy? To be played with. Therefore,
0: to not play with it would be illogical. Damn it, Spock, you're right.
1: Most particularly, the thing I miss about my dad is that all the things that we have gone through during the production of this film, so many interesting things, obstacles that we've had to overcome, and people coming out of the woodwork to support us. and these are the kind of things that he loved it when I would call him and share this kind of thing with him. That was a real thing that was something that connected us together. He loved a good story. he loved he loved to hear even the trials and tri- even the tribulations when I would call him to say, well, this thing you, you wouldn't, you're not going to believe what happened. He you know, his favorite refrain was, are you serious he He loved hearing these kind of things and and how we got around some of the obstacles and all the incredible um, support and overwhelming uh, feedback we've been getting. And that is something that I miss, um, you know, calling him up and telling him, Dad, guess what happened today? Adam Nimoy, thanks for being on Off Ramp. Thank you for having me.
0: That's Adam Nimoy and me talking in 2016 right after the release of For the Love of Spock, Adam's loving documentary about his dad. Coming up next time on Off-Ramp, my conversation with the irascible. Although he wasn't irascible in the interview, only afterwards. With the irascible Harlan Ellison. That's next time on Off-Ramp. So get busy subscribing and liking, please. I'm John Raby from LAS Studios, and I'll catch you next time on the Off-Ramp.
1: This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people.